0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hauver, and as always, I am joined by the two J's, Joey Carrion, Jared Marcus, and gentlemen. It's a great day. DraftKings Week 1 pricing is available so we can... Finally, begin to be uh, speculating on what's going on for Week One. We can see what DraftKings is thinking with pricing this year, how it correlates to last year, and uh, finally get to start uh, start talking about some actionable DFS. You know, season long is fun and all, but this is not the season long dose podcast. It is the DFS dose podcast. So let's get into some some good stuff. But uh, gentlemen, how you guys doing?
1: Doing uh, Not that good. <laughs> how about you? <laughs>
0: Joey's eyes don't work. We found out before recording that his eyes and <coughs> throat don't work. Yeah, yeah
2: they're broken. i going to have so. to order him a new pair.
0: <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But, uh, Joey, do you have the uh, strength to tell the people how they can support the show?
1: You can support the DFS Dose podcast by subscribing to us on iTunes and YouTube at the DFS Dose. You can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. And you can also uh, listen to us on Spotify at the DFS Dells.
0: Yeah, that's that's nice. We are uh, officially on Spotify. Looking good. We got some listenership there last week, so that's cool. Um, let's, <coughs> talk, let's talk about this DraftKings scoring. and We'll go position by position, talk about guys that are values, guys that are undervalued, overvalued, and uh, just some some games that we can target. Jared, what are you thinking looking right away at uh, at quarterback? <sighs> I mean I know
2: I know how much you love Nick Foles but I'm looking right at Josh Allen and with the the way he ended last year other than at New England he was on a he was on a complete roll he was averaging like close to like 25 points actually over that probably around 28 points a game um dual threat with his arm and on the grounds not a believer in the Jets even though they have upgraded, they added CJ Mosley. Um he's not a big big fan of Jets defense, so I love Josh Allen here at five point six.
0: Fifty six hundred. That puts him uh, you know, well outside of the top ten most expensive quarterbacks. He's definitely a uh, value. He's uh, just over a guy that I think is gonna be a huge talking point come week one, and that's Kyler Murray at fifty six hundred. Same price. Um, You know, I I would also lean Josh Allen, uh, you know, despite Murray being at home. I really don't understand what all the hype is about. I mean, I I, I like the Cardinals offense. You know, David Johnson is one of my favorite players this year. But but with Kyler Murray, I mean, he's going to be in his first start with a first-time head coach, uh, you know, in his first NFL game playing against what is, you know, let's be honest, an elite defensive front. Uh, at detroit so i just i don't i really don't see this kyler murray hype Uh, what do you guys think about murray he's gonna potentially be chalk which is crazy to think uh, for a rookie
1: that'll be stupid if he's chalk like just for all the points that you said and the fact that he's a rookie quarterback and he's gonna be playing in his first nfl game against nfl level competition and people are going to play him like he's been in the NFL for 10 years, lighting up the league. Like, it makes no sense. I mean, I can see it because he is cheap. And the Arizona offense is exciting with David Johnson, Larry Fitz, all the receivers they drafted. New head coach that wants to run a ton of plays. So I can see, like, why people want to play him. But I don't think it's a good play just for the reason they, reasons that you said it and just for what I said
0: and people love the rushing upside that's a, that's a huge talking point with Kyler Murray but like you know like Jared said Josh Allen has a ton of rushing upside and he's the same exact price you know Dak Prescott rushing upside he's only 300 more and you know he's also home and he's been in the NFL for a couple of years Lamar Jackson's only 4k more and we know you know that's a player who averaged 17 rushes per game. So let's actually talk about that. I mean, Lamar Jackson got used like a running back last year. And, you know, there's been mixed reports out of Baltimore, you know, uh, from ownership, they were saying that they might try and reduce how much he runs this year. But I mean, that's really the only thing he can do because he can't really pass the ball, at least not that we've seen. And uh, this week, John Harbaugh said that he expects a jackson to run more than cam newton did when he set a career high of 139 carries uh in a season so i mean do you guys think that lamar jackson at 6k is actually a value when you consider the rushing upside that he has
2: um i do i like lamar jackson uh week one against miami because of that rushing upside i just i mean for now yeah but i don't think that's gonna last with him so we need to watch that throughout the season but i think i mean they'll probably start off with him running a lot. I mean, he only ran... He had two games under 13 rushing attempts as a starter, which is kind of insane because that's, like, around the workload that Elvin Kamara gets out the backfield with rushing attempts. Yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't have that high of an upside with his arm, but with his legs, if he can get you 80 and a touchdown, that's already a crazy...
0: All right, uh, Joey, anybody on this list standing out to you in particular?
1: Yeah, I like uh, Kirk Cousins at 5,300. 55. So he's a 100 less than Josh. Less than Lamar Jackson. But uh, I'm just a believer in the Vikings offense. They're going to be in their second year in their new uh, system. So that's a second year with Diggs and Thielen. Delvin Cook is healthy, which all should help Kirk Cousins um, become the elite quarterback that he once was, and I do think he's elite. Um, so I just love him at home against the Falcons. 5,500, I think he will be on the lower side of the ownership, and I just love him. Week one, play him.
0: I mean, he's got, some, he's got a, a very stackable game. Like when you look at that game, you know, Thielen and Diggs are both under 7K. Uh, and there are clear clear options to stack him with. And on the other side, you know, Devonta Freeman could be uh, some Falcons exposure. He's super cheap, and we'll get to that at running back. Uh, Dalvin Cook is also underpriced in that game. The only thing with Cousins is – You know, he's priced around those guys with the rushing upside, so I wouldn't really consider him in terms of, like, cash just because I think those other guys have a better floor. You never know. Uh, I think ideally the Vikings are going to be wanting to run as much as they can. I think that they're that kind of team, but, um, you know, it could happen. I I like it uh, as a tournament play. Kirk Cousins, what do you think, Jared?
2: I like Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. So, I mean, game stack – I'll game stack that that game. Kirk Cousins, Cleveland, and Diggs. Dalvin, running back with Calvin. I mean, I love Kirk Cousins this week, even though I hate Kirk Cousins always.
0: Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely not Vikings. elite. I don't know what Joey was talking about, but um. you're bugging.
2: Yeah, he's, he's not he's not elite. He's
1: fantasy wise, he was a
0: the most fucking. I hate the Vikings. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, some of the the top tier guys? You know, we have we have a game between, you know, Cam Newton, Carolina hosting the Rams. That could be a, a shootout game right there. Uh, both of those guys, Cam is sixty five hundred, Goff is sixty two hundred, and we've also got. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks, and the 49ers seems to be uh, priced up a little bit. People might be expecting this one to be a shootout. Got Jameis Winston all the way up at QB three, sixty six hundred, and Jimmy Garoppolo at fifty eight hundred, the cheapest of these four guys. What do you think about this uh, group of group of players?
2: I like Jameis. I think they're gonna let him sling it. And see what they got. Yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna throw like about thirty five times a game.
0: I think DraftKings agrees with you because both of his uh, wide receiver options are super priced up. Chris Godwin, all the way at 6,200. Yeah, uh, they said Godwin isn't even coming off the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Godwin is definitely. I mean, I don't know, though, 6,200. I guess we could talk about that in a second. But what do you think about those uh, quarterbacks, Joey?
1: I think they're. Take everything. He the best quarterback by far last year. Uh, he's 7,200. But he has a tough matchup against a tough Jacksonville secondary with Ramsey and Boyer. So I probably want to go there. <clears throat> Andrew Luck is the QB two. Um, going up against the charters in Los Angeles, um, 6,700. I don't hate it. Obviously Andrew Luck is a great quarterback. Um, but I probably will not go there. And Winston, I like him. Uh new new head coach. They should throw the ball a lot and everything that Jared said. Sixty six hundred, uh, fairly high, but I think it's fair for the circumstances given and the matchup week one against the Niners. And then just some lower guys, like in between Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton in the uh mid sixty hundred price range. You got Baker Mayfield. Um We talked about it a little bit uh, a couple days ago, how he could be a good GPP play. Um, I like him at 6,400 as well.
0: All right, well, you know, speaking of of Baker, we can just move right over to wide receiver, and the highest-priced wide receiver is attached to Baker, and that's Odell Beckham, who, uh, joining a new team, is right off the bat the most expensive wide receiver on DraftKings. He's 8,100, facing Tennessee... Uh, do you guys think that Odell uh, justifies that price? I mean, I think I mean I think he does. I think it's pretty obvious that you know eighty one hundred for the upside of of Odell Beckham. It's it's fair. It's just do you want to go there when there's so many guys under him with uh, a comparable upside?
2: Um, I like Odell. Probably stick stick to that in tournaments. I do like Thielen more than Odell. If that helps at all.
0: Thielen, 6,800. I mean, one thing about this slate, there's no DeAndre Hopkins, no Devontae Adams. Um, so Odell is... No, Michael Thomas. No Michael Thomas. No Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, Odell and Julio are really only uh, the only two representatives of that sort of top tier. I mean, if you consider Tyreek Hill there, which I think you have to, but, um, you know, like Joey said, facing probably the top two corner corners in the league in terms of uh, on one team. And Mike Evans, uh, he's... He's right right on the precipice of that tier, but I think below it. Um, yeah, I don't know. These guys are the top of the class, but yeah, we're missing quite a bit of the top-tier wide receivers on this opening slate.
1: Yeah. yeah just in terms of this actual slate, he is the top receiver. Personally, I think he's the best receiver in the league, and... I think that price is absolutely like fair. It's good. I love it for tournaments. Baker to Odell. Um, I think he has something to prove, and I think that connection will go off all season. Um, big believer in the Browns offense this year, but like Jared mentioned, Thielen and Diggs—they're a thousand cheaper, twelve hundred cheaper, and I think those are just the clear cut uh, values of this slate. Going up against a weak Falcons defense, um, I just I just can't get my eyes off them, even though I can barely see.
0: <laughs> do, do, is there any concern you have that you know this this Falcons defense is not going to be as atrocious as it was last year? I mean, they were I mean, missing damn near their entire team on defense yeah. last year.
1: Yeah, they're going to get guys back like Keanu Neal, Deion Jones back from injury, so that obviously boost their defense. <clears throat> and you can't expect defenses to be as bad as they were last year or uh, whatever. So there is some concern that they might improve, but even a little improvement, they'll still be bad. Unless they see a drastic improvement uh, right off the gate week one, um, I'm still going Thielen and Diggs. I still love the Vikings week one against the, Fal- against the Falcons at home. Um, I think that game turns into a shootout and could be tournament winner, personally
2: um yeah I mean we're getting an insane discount on Thielen for whatever reason I don't know why I mean he has he hasn't been this cheap since like week four of last year so I
0: mean I think the reason is because I mean he only had one game of over 20 DraftKings points you know since week nine of last year he he really was super front-loaded we know he went on that crazy streak to start the year last year where he had what was it like eight eight straight 100 yard games i think it yeah. was but then after that he only had i think one for the rest of the season so but, he, his stats are very front-loaded from last year i mean if you look at the two wide receivers Diggs was definitely more consistent for the entire year
1: yeah but the vikings also folded in the last half of the year, they just became completely abysmal. Kirk Cousins was very bad. So I kind of blame that to the lack of production for Thielen. But like you said, Diggs was consistent throughout the whole year. But I think Thielen is still the number one option on that offense. So Thielen at 6,800, I love it. Diggs at 6,700, I love it too.
2: Yeah, and we're probably going to see True Font. Stick with Diggs, and nobody else on that team can stick Thielen. That's At a all. Good
0: point. That's a good point. Um,
2: so that's he's my number one cash game play, and tournament. He's my number one play overall. Yeah, I like them in all formats. Running back, <laughs> quarterback, tight end. He's my number one play on the
0: whole slate. Interesting. Uh, any anybody else stand out to you guys in this mid range?
2: Tyler Boyd.
0: Yeah, Tyler Boyd. I mean, it's it's looking like uh, A.J. Green is for sure going to at least miss week one, maybe more. But as it relates to this slate, I mean, Tyler Boyd at 5,800. Um, yeah, I think that he, he's probably going to be, you know, a cash game lock, and he'll have upside as well.
1: I mean, why don't we just go a player lower?
0: Play Cooper Cup? Yeah, for, for a hundred less. I'd rather have Boyd. Well, Tyler Boyd's going to be the number one wide receiver on his team, and Cooper Cup is, you know, I mean, they're all very close, but he's going to be the, you know, splitting with two other capable guys. I mean, there's really no other capable pass catcher on Cincinnati besides what? Yeah, I mean, there really isn't one. Yeah. I'm trying to thank Tyler Eifert if he's healthy in week one. Geo. Geo, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> but, but Boyd, I mean, you know, he should have, what, nine nine, ten targets, you think? I mean – if they if they're passing
1: yeah. in this game. Yeah. Yeah, he oh. should and AJ Green really. is out miss he like he's out for the first couple games. Um just came out last last night that they reported that. Um so Tyler Boyd is a receiver one, but they are going into Seattle, which is one of the toughest places to play. Um so I take that into account with him. Um Andy Dalton is still his quarterback. So I think we gotta put into that factor and Tyler Boyd is better with AJ Green on the field than off the field and that was proven last year and we made the same mistake of playing him in some of the in some of the later weeks in the season like week 15 week 16 we made the same mistake of playing him in the same price range because AJ Green was out and he dudded
2: I mean I mean so was Dalton
1: What? What do you mean, what? So was Dalton? What is that supposed to mean?
2: Dalton didn't play the last five weeks. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah, but Dalton isn't that good either way. I'm just saying something to take into (laughs) account. He's not not a good quarterback.
2: Okay, but he's better. Wait, who was even playing? I can't even remember the... Quarterback
0: they had was it Driscoll? Yeah, it was Driscoll. Driscoll's
2: even worse.
0: He is worse. He's definitely worse. Driscoll Driscoll
2: is like five times, ten times worse than Dalton. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to say no. Tyler Boyd's a lock. There's no discussion about. I don't want to hear late season slump. It's because he was missing his quarterback.
0: I mean, I, I think that when it comes to tournaments that he's probably actually a really great fade because there's a ton of guys with upside in that price range, and, you know, he'll probably be popular because of A.J. Green's absence. You know how people think in DFS. It's like when, when the first guy is, is hurt, then it's just the next guy up. Yeah. So, you know, no, I mean, definitely in, in terms of like a GPP at yeah, Cooper Cup, I like more. I mean, I mean, Mike Williams for a couple hundred less at 5300 facing the Colts. You know, that, that game could shoot out, and, and Mike Williams has a ton of touchdown upside, so I, I, would, I would go there maybe. A you know, couple hundred more. A couple hundred more, yeah. I mean, Tyler Lockett. I mean, yep. whew, Lockett, no Doug Baldwin in that offense.
1: Um, I was going to say I'd rather play Lockett over Boyd, and yeah. I'd rather play DK Metcalf in GPPs. <sighs> I got a
0: shit right
2: In GPPs, yeah, and Tyler Boyd cash. Tyler Boyd's uh, for cash, not GPP.
1: Ca- yeah, in cash, I'd rather play Lockett over Boyd as well. Wow! Not, not calf, All right,
0: yeah, good luck, bud. That's crazy, but Lockett Lockett for I mean, I love 20,
1: for two hundred more. Good luck. Gives well, you the he big. a much play- better
0: quarterback. Yeah, you know, you got the big
1: playability was way more consistent
2: last year. Good luck, yo! You keep bringing up this last year thing, but like he had Driscoll at the end of the year. From week 12 on, he had Driscoll.
1: Yeah, your point? All right, good luck. <laughs> I think Lockett's a better receiver, personally.
0: Well, you don't have to look too much further to see the most uh, underpriced guy. or I'm sorry, you don't have to look too much further to see the most overpriced player on the slate and that's uh dante pettis at 5400 for sure i think he's about 2400 overpriced you know he should be (laughs) in um no i mean i'm just kidding about that but honestly i mean i don't understand why he's 5400 um i feel like he should be i mean christian kirk who you know i feel the same about is actually more appropriately priced he's at 4700 i think that that's probably the range that pettis should be in um i don't really get that pricing whatsoever and uh when you look down, I mean, what do you guys think about these value wide receivers? Is there anybody that sticks out to you, uh, say under forty five hundred?
2: Uh GPP? Whatever. Djax at forty five hundred.
0: Djax forty five hundred, yeah, that's true. Um yeah, I mean, I think he did it week one, wasn't it week one last year where like right away Deshaun Jackson had like an 80-yard touchdown. I feel like that was, like, the first scoring play of, of last year.
2: Yeah, week one and two, he, sna- he snapped. He had 100 and a touchdown, or well over 100 and a touchdown. Yeah,
0: 34.6 points week one. I remember that because, like, I had zero of him. So, yeah, that's true. Um, what do you think about a little bit lower 4K Kenny Stills, uh, you know, with with the man who did that with d last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami? Uh, yeah, I mean they're, they're
2: gonna get they're gonna get behind real quick because Fitzpatrick sucks, and then he throws for four hundred yards. So yeah, I'll take Kenny Stills GPP.
0: I mean Kenny There's, Stills last year, week one, five for one hundred six and two.
2: I think I think he gets hundred in a touchdown just because. I mean I wouldn't play him in cash, no. but GPP GPP he has the upside to catch a sixty-yard touchdown because yeah. <laughs> Fitzpatrick throws it. Thirty-five times a game, and they're going to be behind. They're not going to beat Baltimore.
0: Yeah, I yeah, can I definitely see running stills back with a with a Lamar Jackson team.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think he's viable week one just because they are facing Baltimore. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They were what top three last year in defense total defense.
2: Yeah. G- GPP, all it takes is one bomb, and you yeah, know how this loves it. Fitzpatrick
1: loves to sling it. Yeah, but <laughs> I'd rather just go some guys above him. Like, I like Randall Cobb for GPPs. I think, you know, nobody's talking about him. And he's immediately the slot receiver in Dallas. And Dallas players are capable of putting up big weeks, like we saw with Amari Cooper last year, Um, Gallup. So I like Randall Cobb, uh, 4,200. He's cheap. Reno
0: Cobb should be in like an old person's home, not on an NFL field.
1: <laughs>
0: he's he's not that! Old.
2: Football
1: league, he sucks. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't. Yeah, I mean, if he couldn't do it with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he's gonna be doing it uh, with Dak.
1: I hate. He did it with Cobb. He did it with Aaron Rodgers for a long time. I hate. So, him. so let's give him a long,
0: that. a long time ago. I mean. Yeah, ever since he got paid, he turned into Chris Johnson. <laughs> You might as well pay up for 4300 get Smokey Brown. Uh, John Brown is clearly separating himself, becoming the wide receiver one in Buffalo if you're following camp reports. Um, I mean, well, that's a with,
1: steal. But well, he's with a quarterback that is the most inaccurate quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he made Robert really Foster viable,
0: and, and John Brown is just a much a better of version weeks. of Robert Foster. Eh, that's the deal. I Joey, hold on. Real? Real, quick, real quick, real
2: quick, real quick. Stop disrespecting my boy like that. Mm. Ooh. Josh Allen.
1: Josh Allen is trash. Stop disrespecting, bro. Okay, he's good. Yeah. He's good at the middle and he's short good. passes. Nah, straight so up, that would make good. Cole Beasley viable.
0: Wait, what, do you, wait, what are he, you talking about? What are you talking
1: about, bro? You got that backwards.
0: You got that no. backwards. Yes, he is one of the better deep passers in the league. Josh Allen.
1: How? How is that possible?
0: Because he has a huge Maybe I arm. read it wrong. He has a huge arm.
1: Just because you could throw the ball far doesn't mean you're accurate.
0: Okay, but he would... So last year, he was a better deep thrower than Joe Flacco. And in the first four weeks of the season, John Brown was damn near, like, elite with Joe Flacco. I mean, I just... I think that he's getting... You know, you can't say that Josh Allen is worse than Joe Flacco.
1: That, oh, That's no. what
0: I'm thinking. And I mean... You know, Brown was super viable all last year until they got a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. So, you know, I mean, I think that he's getting a quarterback upgrade from anything he had last year, and he was on pace at the beginning of the year to, you know, set career highs. John Brown's always been a player, I feel like, who's been in bad situations. You know, he was good when he had uh, Carson Palmer and Bruce Arian's offense, but then after that, he's just been with terrible quarterbacks and bad situations. So I think that, you know, this he actually has some upside with a quarterback who likes to sling it deep. Uh, you know, we saw him do that with Foster last year, and, I mean, John Brown is just a much better version of that. I think, I think maybe, he's a good GPP option.
1: Yeah, he's a good GPP option for sure, but maybe I just don't put as much stock into Josh Allen as you guys do.
0: Yeah, you don't. It's, it's just disrespectful,
1: he's, kind of. He's it's not, not disrespectful, good. He's not good. good. I
0: think You're highly disrespectful I it's your, sometimes. It's your uh, – your Patriots bias. bias. Yeah, I don't want to hear. That <laughs> sh- I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you you got to do what Jared does and embrace the other quarterbacks in in your division. Like how he's a Packers fan. There's no like good Styrowski. quarterbacks
1: in the AFC East besides Tom Brady. That's just period, point blank.
0: Sam Darnold's bad after one year. Sam
1: Darnold is not good right now. Obviously, they still have time to prove themselves and prove that they're capable of winning and being a go- good quarterback. But he was bad last year. Does that make him a good quarterback if he was bad?
0: I mean, he has potential as a rookie. Josh Allen, I he would say, was bad. He does have potential. I mean, he wasn't great, but he was a good rusher. i take Josh Allen it. over He's Lamar Jackson, who everybody's super crazy
1: for. But how high are we on Lamar Jackson as a player?
2: Not high on him at all. Not high on him at all. Him right all then. Not at all, but.
1: Okay, then. You know, we can move on. We're talking about wide receivers.
2: You're sleeping on Josh Rosen, too you sleeping on oh, him, bro. He's not the starter. Let's move on. Let's oh, move he has on to, to win. No, I'm not talking about for DFS. You said you said he's bad, bro. You're you're straight biased. I want to hear nothing. He, move on. Move on. No, he can't beat out Fitzpatrick out. Move,
0: move, <laughs> move on. Move on. Move <laughs> on. At running back, uh, let's see. What do we have at running back? Well, there's only one place to start at running back, uh, and that's at 5,800. Carry on Johnson. Uh, I mean... Yeah, what, what can we say? I mean, he's 5,800. He should be, like, what, 7K? I mean, I'll take him over Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon is 6,700. So that's just a flat uh, misprice. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to jump on carry-on at 5,800. Any any disagreement from you boys?
2: He should be at least 75. Yeah. In my opinion, that is a way under price. He should, he should be probably the most... One of, if not the most chalkiest player on the whole slate in cash
0: game. Yeah, for sure. And I think he's got tournament upside too, Joey. Uh, you down with carry-on.
1: I love carry-on Johnson week one. Uh, big fan. Absolute lock in all formats. Um, like we talked about on the last episode, he's going to come or he's gonna come into the season being the bell cow running back. He's going to get all the running, uh, r- rushing attempts and receiving work too. And it makes sense because, like, you don't want to take out a player just because he can't catch. So, you know, the Theo Riddick uh, cutting, that was inevitable, especially after the reports. So you don't want to take him out and put Theo in and so the defenses know that, oh, they're passing the ball. So if they just play on Johnson in all downs, they don't know if they're going to run or pass. And I think it will make the Lions offense better. And I think on Johnson can be – an absolute steal in redrafts. And he's a great play week one.
0: Yep, I, I agree with all of that. Um looking at some of these other running backs. I mean, what do you guys think? So Damian Williams is sixty three hundred. I think that's kind of interesting. I mean, the way he closed out last year with several thirty point games, I think he had what was it, over twenty nine DraftKings points in four of his last five games? Uh five of his last six maybe. Um I mean, this guy's 6,300. He's going in round two of redraft leagues, uh, and he is priced below guys like, you know, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about Damian Williams? Do you think he's going to keep it going, and can you play him against
1: Jacksonville?
2: No, I'm good on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think in terms of throughout the whole season, I think he will be able to keep it going as the Chiefs offense is – probably the best offense in the NFL. So you want every piece from that offense that you can get. And so I think he will be a viable play weekend and week out, but for this week one going up against the Jags in Jacksonville, if we expect the Jags to bounce back on defense, which I think they will, obviously they were a season removed of being the best defense in the NFL. Um, I think he's someone to stay away from at 6,300, especially when you can get guys like Leonard Fournette, Delvin Cook, uh, <clears throat> Chris Carson, Devontae Freeman, cheaper than him, in better situations.
0: So, you know, this is sort of a, a larger question, but, I mean, when you, uh, when you look at all these guys, you know, a lot of the guys you just mentioned, you know, Leonard Fournette, 6,100, Dalvin Cook, 6,000, carry on fifty eight. Uh, you know, Devontae Freeman all the way at 5,300. You know, how much of a need is it going to be to play these top-tier running backs on this slate?
2: Um, I'm playing Saquon no matter what. I'm going to put that out there right now.
0: Saquon, 9K? Yes. Yes, I don't know about all that.
2: It's either him or Zeke.
0: It's a pair of carry-on. What about Christian McCaffrey at home against the Rams? It's probably the best game. A way better game to look at than, I feel like, the Giants-Dallas game.
2: I'd rather pay 400 more for Zeke. Or, yeah, Zeke. Hmm. And I'd rather pay 200 more for Saquon. Or I'd rather pay the $58 for uh, carry-on. Carry
0: what do you think about the elite guys, Joey? I mean, I think CMC stands out for me of, of the group, but really I don't know if I need to go there.
2: I think you're bugging.
0: Joey?
1: I think Saquon is the clear-cut top option if you want to pay up for a running back. Um, I don't think it's necessary for Week 1, especially with all the value I <coughs> But, yeah, Saquon at 9,000, I would play him. Um, I'm not – I don't hate it. CMC at 8,800, I think he's just a tier below Saquon and Zeke if Zeke does play. Um, At home against the Rams, like you said, the game environment should be a good one, um, should be a high-scoring game. So I think a lot of people will not play uh, CMC. So I think that's a good pivot option off Barkley and Zeke Elliott. Uh, but I mean, I also love David Johnson for seventy seven hundred. So you're getting him at like a thirteen hundred discount off Saquon, and I think he has the same ceiling as Saquon. Yep,
0: yeah, that's a good point. Um, I agree with that point on David Johnson, and a little bit below him even. I mean, I've got some interest in Le'Veon Bell.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, seventy one hundred.
0: Seventy one hundred, dude. If people are off of Le'Veon Bell at seventy one hundred, that I'll probably go. He'll probably be my second highest owned running back that week besides Carry on. Yeah,
1: this. Yeah, he's week one, obviously,
0: dude. You know he's got so much to prove. People are talking down on him. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's he time. He tweeted his
1: apology for last year. Yeah, you know he said he's gonna bring championships home this year.
0: I believe him. I mean, so Le'Veon if you're a, Bell, people if, might forget, but Le'Veon Bell was the original Saquon Barkley, okay? Everyone needs to put some respect on Le'Veon Bell's name.
1: Yeah, that's facts. And he's, though, running back seven and two guys that potentially might not play week one are ahead of him.
0: Yeah, that's that's nuts.
1: Because of holdouts, 7,100 for a player of his caliber is just an insane steal, and I think he's almost as close to a lock as it gets. <clears throat>
0: Yep. Uh, fully going up against
1: the Bills as well.
0: Which was a, a spot that we really wanted to target last year in particular. Um, you know, it really reminds me of last year <laughs> where where people weren't sure what kind of workload Christian McCaffrey was going to get. And if you look back, you know, his week one pricing was 6400 And I remember us talking about this on one of our first podcasts was, you know, Christian McCaffrey is not being treated on DraftKings like the workload he's going to have. And that's why we were all over him at the start of the season. So if you look at it, you know, week one, he was 6400 By week three, he was 7800 And I think that is exactly the case uh, with Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be 7100 this week, and he'll be right up in that 9K range uh, in a couple of weeks. So we just got to capitalize what we can these first couple of weeks before DraftKings fixes Le'Veon Bell uh, for the workload he's going to get this year.
2: Yeah. And oh, I just well. want to yeah, say this. Uh, prepare for uh, Tony Pollard to be insane chalk in case uh, Oh yeah, Zeke decides that he needs it to hold out. Because he wants to be like Melvin Gordon.
0: I mean, that would be a bad play, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think that. I mean, Tony Pollard's just like a third down. Yeah,
2: player. it is a bad play, but prepare for prepare for the chalk. Well, did
1: you guys see what Jerry Jones said?
2: Yeah, he said they don't need a uh, something about a top. They don't rusher. need a
1: rushing. They don't need a rushing leader to win. Yeah,
0: I mean, they they need Zeke because Dak ain't that good. Yeah, they, they, they need Zeke more than the Chargers need Melvin Gordon. I'll yeah, it's right Philip River's
2: MVP caliber. Yeah. Dak ain't even close. You know, this is actually
0: a good time to talk about some uh, DraftKings. Uh, they put an alert up that any additional player who is signed prior to September 2nd is going to be added to the player pool. So, you know, that means Alfred Morris, who the Cowboys just signed. Um, you know, oh, yeah, depending there you on, go. Depending on where they add him, I, I would expect him to get more carries than Pollard. Uh, yeah, I forgot they him that. To go there, but yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's interesting just to note because, you know, in the past, DraftKings is very final with their pricing. So it's like once their pricing's up, they're not going to change it. So just be aware, you know, if you start building lineups early for some reason, which I would not recommend, but if you do, um, you know, some prices <laughs> may change uh, before September 2nd leading up to yeah. one. So keep yeah um, when they
2: add him he'll probably be he'll probably honest for carry on so he won't be chalk.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And and you know, DraftKings was actually kinda of preemptive with this. You know, we talked about Melvin Gordon potentially missing and Melvin Gordon seventy five hundred, but Austin Eckler is only uh, He's fifty five hundred, so they priced him up. You know, he's not like four K like sometimes uh backup running backs are on DraftKings, but I mean they priced him up. They know that this is a legit possibility. So I mean what do you guys think about Eckler at fifty five hundred? I mean he's right right up there with Marlon Mack, Devontae Freeman in price range.
2: Uh I'll probably play him in my flex. I don't for cash maybe. I don't I mean, I like him. Mm-hmm. He's a good uh he's a good receiving back. He's not really a. I mean, he's not really a good running back. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Jackson got a lot of got a lot of carries if Melvin misses.
0: Yeah, only four K. Um, it's a possibility, and you know, right in that same range, looking at the value guys, I think there's some potential leverage uh, if we get some clarity on this Tampa Bay Bucks. Running back situation. Ronald Jones is thirty nine hundred and yo. first four. Yo. yo, yo, Ronald yo. Jones, thirty nine hundred. Oh Everyone God. else on this Bucks team is priced way up because this is going to be a high scoring game. You know, you don't you want to fade that running that back? Jameis,
2: Ronald, Ronald Jones, Jones, Godwin, and Mike Evans.
1: Oh my Listeners, God. I'm sorry for this mm-hmm. blasphemy that you have to hear. Oh my. You don't God. even need to
0: play Jameis and Mike Evans. Jones going for three touchdowns. Okay.
1: <laughs> this guy. DraftKings <laughs> nearly made You might as work. well just play Peyton Barber at that point.
2: You're tripping. Peyton Barber's garbage. Yeah, that's very true.
1: Very, very true.
2: Um, I mean, for. Ronald Jones ball. is better. Ronald, Ronald Jones is better, and he's,
0: what, been 3.9 you just said? 3.9? Get yeah, a, a one hundred dollar discount. Give
1: me, give me. But I feel like it says something if he can't beat out Peyton Barber, who's this trash running back. What does that make Ronald Jones? If he can't beat out Peyton Barber, I mean, Peyton Barber. We'll
0: see. We'll see if he can beat him out. It's. It's. Uh. You know. He couldn't beat him out right? last year. <laughs> He was a rookie. You know runner. what? Sometimes the game takes a little while to learn. You know. Okay. Rookie.
2: Yeah. You're right. Bruce, Bruce Arians is is boosting him up, boosting him up right now. So. Okay. Okay. Can I just Bruce bring Arian, up one running back? Bruce Arians no no. You know. Who Bruce, Bruce Arian knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you know
0: who Bruce a- Arians is? Uh, is boosting up is Andre Ellington, three K. I a a- Oh my god. god. Shut up, Ben.
1: Can we actually? Can we actually get to good players? What the? Fuck? I just got one running back that I want to bring up. Um. That we didn't talk about yet, Mark stupid Ingram. Stupid shit, all can Mark happen. Ingram, fifty-one hundred. Okay. Yeah. On the road against Miami, terrible defense in Miami. Um, if, if you're a believer that he's gonna be the workhorse running back over guys like uh, Gus the Bus, and <laughs> you know, I, think, I think, I think they brought him in to be the workhorse running back. So if he gets like fifteen to twenty touches. Against Miami, I think he's a great value play at fifty-one hundred.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could just take that two K discount, play the best running back on the Ravens. Gus honestly, Edwards, the boss. Honestly,
1: if they if
2: they say Gus Edwards is going to be the starter, I will play him in
1: cash for thirty-one hundred. He's definitely not going to be the starter. They. I don't know. They might not. I don't know, dude. You don't sign Mark them if you're not starting him.
0: I, mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, but, like, they are just straight disrespecting this dude, Gus Edwards. He had 300-yard rushing games as a Ravens back last year, and he's, like, the fourth highest-priced Ravens back behind, what's his name, Justice Hill, right? That's his name, yeah, Justice Hill. A he, he's a scrub. He's priced above him. You know, Kenneth Dixon's priced above him. Come on, bro. This is What's going on? They're disrespecting the man right now. I gotta move on to tight end. All this running, these this running disrespect. It's not cool. You know, we look at tight end. Pretty obvious what we've got going on here. We've got Zach Ertz at the cheapest among the top three. He's sixty one hundred.
1: Wait, wait, wait.
0: That's pretty good, Jared.
1: Jared, can you tell him who the lock at tight end is, and then we can move on. Wait,
2: if we're on the same page, it's been it's been my boy since day one. A one since day one. We talk about we talk about Hunter Henry.
1: Yes, oh yeah. absolute lock. They disrespected this man. Absolute disrespect. DraftKings had no sympathy. They said. Right. They said Hunter Henry. Oh, garbage. Thirty nine hundred. Right. Are you serious? Come on right. now.
0: I would rather play both of the guys right under him. <laughs> ben, you're telling me. <laughs> ben, hold on, hold on. Hey, I said it. Do you know? Do you know who Hunter Henry is? Yeah, some bum whose career high is forty-five hundred. Uh, what is it? Forty-five receptions in a season and what eight touchdowns? Like five years ago? Yeah, I'm good. You want to talk number, about a bum? This dude couldn't even beat listen. out Antonio listen, Gates. Listen.
2: I'm talking 40. now. I'm talking. Listen, number eighty-six for the Chargers. Six foot six to a solid two fifty. Mm-hmm. Tell em. You're you're telling me. You're telling me you can't just close your eyes and and dream of a two-touchdown game? And, you know, one one back left, back left of the end zone, touchdown, maybe a nice seven-yard catch and run straight up the gut, touchdown. I can see that. Yeah, Melvin, ain't going, going, Melvin
0: ain't going to do it. I mean, well you're living against, in the past, one you're going worst draft. Tyler Eifert. If you're living in the right. past, Tyler Eifert's 3,100. Melvin ain't going to do it. Keenan ain't going to do it. Philip ain't running. Yeah, how about Mike Williams, you know, the guy that uh, Hunter Henry's never produced with? Well, they were both on the field. How about that guy? Oh,
2: yeah, he could have one, but Henry's going to have two.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, if you play Hunter Henry, uh, you know, you can find me on DraftKings. I'll be in the <laughs> cash game lobby all day. I'll be in tournaments. I mean, donate to the rake. Just donate to the rake. I appreciate it. Um,
1: yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's so cheap. Dude, Evan yeah, a- Evan OG. Ingram
0: is a much better play, and he's within. He's what nine hundred more? I mean, how is sometimes Evan you're not just a, much a better play?
2: Sometimes you just piss me off, Ben.
1: Honestly, <laughs> Evan, you just say some stupid shit sometimes. I honestly, I love the Lady Walker too at three thousand five hundred. If you guys yeah. wait,
0: wait, please tell me how is how is Hunter Henry a better play than Evan Ingram? Please. No, tell
1: me. I, okay.
0: i hear that listen evan ingram listen. missed five games last year and he matched hunter henry's career high in receptions oh my um, god
2: bad have you watched football the last two years or no i sure have
0: have you though have you, you yes i you have don't, you don't think i mean evan hunter ingram, henry
2: hunter henry has been sitting behind antonio gates fat ass for the last three <laughs> years bro <laughs>
0: Yeah, he couldn't even beat him out and earn time. You guys are saying the same argument with Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. I guess it doesn't apply to this tight end.
2: I mean, they have sucked Antonio Gates for the last however long. He hasn't run for how long now? This dude's been crawling on the field for the last three years. It's not Hunter Henry's fault. Rivers is in love with
1: him. That is true. That is very true.
0: I and Hunter Henry was hurt week one on on uh, 2019. You you were comparing what I've, Evan
2: Ingram did last year, which isn't week one. Oh, Hunter Henry's career, which isn't week one. So, so there yeah, you well, go. Let, bud. Let,
0: let's talk about week one, where Evan Ingram is going to probably lead the Giants in targets oh, because they have no. Hunter Henry's received. been
2: outscore Evan Ingram.
0: No, and Hunter Henry is like literally. I like that. Yeah, but you guys have you guys are just saying shit. You don't have any like reason behind anything you're saying. Like Hunter Henry, there's no way that he's gonna finish above like fourth in targets on that team. Where Evan Ingram is clearly like the number one target with Sterling Shepard in jeopardy. Golden Tate's gonna miss. Like, come on, bro. Like, just use your Saquon
2: so Barkley will have more
0: catches than. I mean, maybe. So Evan Ingram is the second target then. At the at yeah, the and, and Eli sucks, and they're gonna probably score ten points. I mean, yet you want to play Saquon Barkley for 9K and they're going to score Yes, because he's going to have
2: 100 yards, a touchdown, and about six catches for 80 yards.
0: (laughs) I mean, Evan Ingram has been better than Hunter Henry his whole career, and literally he's been on a worse team with a worse quarterback.
1: I mean, let's be fair now. Let's look at the other side. Hunter Henry did miss all of last year. Okay. Okay. He did miss all of last year with a torn ACL. Okay. So, obviously, that'll impact his career. Jared doesn't
0: touch people coming off of ACLs unless they're uh, overrated by guns. That's tight ends.
2: That's, a, that's a knee. knee Straight, straight kneecap injury, bud.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't touch that. I don't touch
2: ankles. I don't touch kneecaps. Yeah, I don't touch Fournette and Hunter Henry. Only he has to do is run two yards up, two yards out, and catch a touchdown, and we're
1: we're golden. Yeah, that is that is true, and it that's takes... all he ever does, anyways.
0: I mean, so could like ten other tight ends. I mean, that doesn't they say could anything. name them. Go
1: ahead. I
0: mean, just look scroll down the list. Top ten. None guys of them. On that
1: none list. of
2: them are. None of them are going to Hunter Henry's going to do it twice and be like, damn, I wish I played him.
1: If we're if we're just talking about in terms of providing straight value. At 3,900, Hunter Henry is most likely the best value in this whole tight end list because if we're just, you know, looking for looking ahead to 3x, he needs what 11 points, 11.5 points, which Mm -hmm. is like Jared said, literally just a couple catches and a touchdown, just to hit value. Anything over that, just is just bringing the money.
0: Well, if he matches his career year, he'll average about 2.8 receptions per game. So I guess there's a possibility that... <sighs>
2: okay, yeah. Um, Sorry, and, you, and you know what's going to happen with those 2.8 catches a game? We're going to round the 3 and they're all going to be touchdowns.
0: Well, you know, listen. Well, you guys are donating to the rake. Let's talk about some other tight ends worth playing. Uh, you know, David Njoku. That's one. But like Henry, also has no clear path to targets. Um... Kyle Rudolph you know
2: don't talk about that bummer here we don't we don't mention
0: yeah probably I probably wouldn't play him but I mean yo honestly that, game that, that Joey loves
1: keep it real will disley if we're just talking about pure projection at 2900 he's gonna be the Seahawks tight end one and he only played four games last year but he popped off week one against the Broncos uh, three catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown in Week Two. Um, you know if if you uh, like to to gamble, I think he's a he's a good uh, gambling bet for 2,900. If you want to go, you know, down on the tight end list and pay down, I think he's probably the best sub 3K option there is.
0: I mean, I I he's not sub uh, sub 3K, but I I actually really do like Jordan Reed. He's this 2,900. Year. 29. He's, yeah, I wouldn't, but uh, Jordan. I think Reed. he was
2: talking about Jordan Reed. Is not sub 3k. Oh yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan
1: Reed isn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he's not. But um, I mean, I was looking at some Jordan <laughs> Reed numbers. Um, you know, Reed last year, even though he missed a ton of time, like he always does, he he was literally the leading tight end in terms of being split out of formation. Like they used him more in the slot and out wide than any other tight end in the league. Um, you know, this is the first season in two years that he isn't. Starting the off season, coming off of a surgery, so I mean, if he's healthy, we know the type of player Jordan Reed is. They really don't have anybody who would contest him for targets on that team, and he's only thirty six hundred. I think he's low key. You know, that game could potentially be high scoring facing Philly. Um, I think he's he would be my sleeper. He's the only guy other than uh, the top three and Evan Ingram that I would honestly consider on this.
2: He is so hard to play.
0: He is hard to play. He gets almost impossible. So much. He is glass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you can't really draft him in season But in DFS, you know, if you think you're going to get a a healthy week out of him, take the risk.
2: I mean, does anybody on Philly hit hard? Oh, yeah, never mind. I don't know why I asked that. That boy, Malcolm. Malcolm's going to smack him one good time, and he's going to be crazy.
0: Any of these? Any of the top three? playing the top three. I mean they're all fairly priced again 71 66 and uh, 61 71
1: I just I just can't give myself to pay up for tight ends even Kittle. Though that's a Kittle. Great move
2: the kes my GPP play that's what I'm running back my tamper stack with
0: yeah I could see that I mean Kelsey's always safe pre, pre- I mean you but always
2: you could always play
1: Ertz. yeah always no matter what I agree with that
0: I think I like Ertz the most out of the three, just based on being, you know, a thousand cheaper than Kelsey and 500 cheaper than Kittle. I, I don't really see sure. much of a huge difference between between the three of them.
2: If you if you want to pay it for a tight end in cash, which I never recommend, it's like catcher in baseball. I always punt, but yeah, Ertz is the best option. I think. I agree, but for GPP, I'm playing Kittle it just fits my stack.
0: All right. Well, we can probably skip over defense here. Talk about that. You know, when when the time actually comes. I want um, to talk about
2: one defense, okay. and this is the this is the one time I will ever say this, and I'll never say it again. If everyone is going to be on Kyler Murray, <laughs> I'm going to load up on Detroit's defense.
0: I mean, I love it. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, it's always good to, you know, if you're betting against the chalk quarterback, you know, maybe take the defense really bet against them, and I like that. You know, Lions should have a pretty good pass rush this year, and it also fits uh, the correlation with on Johnson, who we're all on. So yeah,
2: because and if if they still decide to try and run David Johnson up the middle, I know they got a new staff, whatever, blah blah blah, but there is two fat ass dudes in the middle of that defense. And he's not getting through that. So if they shut down David Johnson, they have a good day. Because Slay's locked down. And the Lions have a pretty decent defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know we we talk about one of the reasons we like some of the Cardinals is because they're going to be upping their pace of play, but you know that also means more opportunities for interceptions and and yeah you know, strip sacks for sure. So, Turnovers. Yeah, especially pace of play helps sacks. defenses. So you know, especially we're talking about a rookie in his first start. That's a that's a pretty sharp play. I like that, and I don't think people will be on it. So no. Yeah, and
2: there's sub sub three k. That's. Yeah. That's the first defense I saw that I'll probably, even if even if he's not major chalk, even if he's kind of chalk, like 20%, I'm still loading up on him.
0: All right, that's pretty good. Let's uh, close out the show with one way-too-early stack from each of you boys. Uh, Jared, you want to kick us off?
2: Tampa Bay. So we're going to go with Jameis. Oh, my God. I don't know if I could say Ronald Jones. Actually, I'm just going to say Ronald Jones. Jameis, Ronald Jones, Godwin... Mike Evans running
0: back with Kittle. That's big okay. time. That's big time.
2: That's expensive, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's and expensive. Well, I mean, Ronald Jones gets you a little a little relief.
1: Yeah. Um, If you actually want to win money, you're going to play <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, one of Thielen or Diggs. Okay, one of them. You can pick which one you like. I mean, I would probably go Thielen. Thielen. Then you can run it back with Devonte Freeman, um, or Kelvin Ridley. That's my stack. If you actually like money and want money in your DraftKings account, that's mm-hmm. who you're gonna play. So is it that obvious? Yes. If it's that,
2: if it's that obvious, I'm not playing it. Because if everyone else is gonna play it, and it's though? <laughs> I
0: don't, uh, I don't not, think so. I, mean, I don't think that game's gonna be that popular. Honestly, I mean,
2: maybe. I mean, do they have? Do they have point totals out yet?
0: Not really. I'm sure they do somewhere, <coughs> but I haven't really been looking at them. I mean, I think they the do. most popular so games... Will, yeah, so what, what does it say? Well, they
2: have over-unders. The highest over-under is the Chiefs-Jags. Yeah. 52.5. <laughs> the second one is going to be, which I'm going to guess is just Stack. so I'll let you talk.
0: It's definitely not. My stack is not going to be from a, a high-priced game. I'm I'm looking at Josh Allen to John Brown. Bring it back with Le'Veon Bell. Okay,
2: yeah, so, it wasn't that. So the Rams
0: and Panthers have a fit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see stacking. Uh, you know, any anybody in that game, anybody you want, golf with any of the receivers or Cam with McCaffrey and bring it back with one of the receivers. But I really do like uh the the rushing upside of Josh Allen. Stack him with his new number one wide receiver, John Brown, for forty three hundred. Shoot, Le'Veon Bell in that lineup, and it leaves you with fifty five hundred per spot, including defense, uh, for the other the uh, the <coughs> rosters. Yeah, Josh Allen, bro. Oh
2: I like Josh God. Allen. Go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, good times, guys. I'm uh, speechless. Uh, solid episode. <laughs> jo- Joey's speechless. We gotta get him off mic so we can go get some new eyes. Um, whatever, whatever's going on there. So, yeah, hopefully you can heal
1: it by week.
0: Hopefully, yeah, you know, we got we got a month, dude. We, would do we have to put you on the pup? Or are you gonna be good?
1: Yeah, I'm on the IR right now.
0: All right, we'll see if we can get you activated next week. We'll be back talking about, you know, who knows what. Maybe some preseason, guys. Preseason is officially underway. Um it's time yes Here's yo stuff yo
2: the sports book opens tomorrow hall of fame game
0: yeah sports book well it's open for some people elsewhere but here in new york if you're a new york listener yeah it is uh, opening across the state tomorrow well yesterday actually because this comes out on friday yeah <laughs> so it's too late <laughs> yeah. too, too yeah. for that <laughs>
2: yesterday it came out because we didn't record this on wednesday and
0: yesterday we made a ton of money betting on uh, that hall of fame game so that was like, a yeah. good job on us guys uh, yeah
2: sweet. But, but uh yeah but,
0: that's gonna be it for episode 42 of the dfs dose podcast like joey said at the start you can support us on apple on spotify on soundcloud on youtube all that good stuff you can see our twitter's right below so give us a follow, and we will be back next Friday with another episode. Uh, we'll see you guys then.
1: See. You.